2: Cast podcast on
1: 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this.
0: With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Steven Woods. <laughs> that was
2: incredible. And Paul Rindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some
1: good sports talk radio.
2: On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody.
1: Do the show, bitch. Yeah, you got it. All right, we are halfway home on a Tuesday. We are uh, playing the waiting game along with the rest of you guys. Uh, waiting on the Padres to name their new skipper. Who will it be When? Will it be almost as uh, important as whom at this point? At this point, I don't care. I'm uh, just ready for uh, you guys to make a decision, and let's get the show let's on the road. On. Let's get it going. Love to go down and do a press conference. Um, you know, because Thanksgiving is, is approaching, and uh, we've it's always the source of, of a little bit of... of Stress in people's homes. Not for you, Benjamin. Uh, you know you'll be at work that day, so you know you'll be eating Claim Jumper provided to you by the fine folks at ABC and uh, Channel Ten, and they're going to be feeding you Claim Jumper. Paulie, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving?
3: Uh, hanging out with Megan's family kay. her mom. Who's uh, cooking? Who's
1: doing all the cooking?
3: Mother in law. Mother in law. Okay. Handle most of that. Uh, Sister in law driving down. From Los Angeles. Okay. And, and then that, it's Megan's birthday on Saturday. That's so right. Birthday, uh Thanksgiving right into birthday weekend.
1: Okay. So I... Uh, You're going to... We're going to my mother-in-law's. Mother-in-law's. Yeah. yeah. And she's having a, a lot of people, and I'm sure she's massively stressed. So she asked us, would you guys be so kind as to uh, just bring an appetizer? I said, sure. And so Hannah came in the other day and said, what should we bring as an appetizer? Uh, she crowdsourced it. I she saw did. her oh, yeah. asking She did everybody. On, on
0: Twitter. Yeah. What should they bring? What's a... What's an easy to prepare, yeah. crowd pleasing Thanksgiving appetizer? Yep. And I, I
1: like It's this. a tough question. It is. I smart assedly replied, You should make your famous grilled cheese because that's really all she makes. Our kids eat a lot of grilled cheese a lot. And uh she, you know, slapped my hand for that one. Why can't grilled cheese be a good appetizer? It would be phenomenal. But you got to make it into little triangles, but you got to but I mean it's, bread, when it's cold it's not great. Bread is good. It's not cheese it's cold it's good. not great.
0: Though. No, that's true. You'd have to keep them
1: hot, <laughs> which would be impossible. Yeah. You'd have to have people coming in the kitchen as you're making fresh grilled cheese yeah. and dicing and the them up. The kitchen's probably busy cuz you yes. don't want to you want
0: to be Just clear out, out
1: from the away from the real Thanksgiving cooks. So I was scrolling around Instagram, and I saw this recipe pop up. and This guy. It's called Smoked Street Corn Dip. And it looks... Look at this. Yeah, like an elote, but a
0: dip a version of elote.
1: It's got in it. You've got a couple of cans of, of the corn that has the peppers in it, right? right. Then you put some cream cheese in. Fiesta then, corn. Fiesta corn, yeah. <laughs> then you put... Um, pepper it's, Jack it cheese. Called? It's called Smoked Street Corn Dip. And it look it looks incredible. And you eat it with tortilla chips. And there's just this big tin. People are dipping their chips. It looks amazing. It looks really easy to cook. Is it too heavy for a no. Thanksgiving so, appetizer? So I said to her, let's make this. And, said, and by let's, you. You, you, you make, make this. this yeah. And she said, no, I already found the appetizer. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, I'm making French onion dip. I go... You're you're making French onion dip, and she's and like with and she said yeah with like ruffles, and I go, okay. I mean this is a bit of a fancy dinner. I said well, we could, let's do this instead. I mean, are it's we, a we talking about, tub of sour cream powder, Lipton powder
0: together, stir. or are we talking you know caramelizing no. some onions? And
1: we're and, talking you know, to somebody that can only make grilled cheeses, okay. so we're not caramelizing any onions. So I said, you know what I said. I'll make the street corn dip. Do you know? what She had the audacity, the audacity to say to me, "No, because I don't want it to be in competition with mine." And I said, "Your tub of sour cream that you're putting powder in." She goes, "Yeah, everyone will like yours more." I go, "Well, then just let's just make that. We'll do it together." No, no, I'm already making the. I'm making the French onion dip. That's like me opening a bottle invested of ketchup.
0: Heavily in this process.
1: That's like me opening a bottle of ketchup and being like, I, "I made this ketchup for everyone." I will it's say, not,
0: you're not making anything in your. Household arguments. I side with Hannah, eighty to ninety. Sure, of most the time. people do. <laughs> this time, I think maybe she should just go with you. It's not a competition. The, do the right? corn dip sounds exciting and fun, and for, and different, and different. But it it, it, it wasn't... sounds like it's related to like the buffalo chicken dip, which is amazing. But instead, you're going with a veggie. Because you don't want chicken as an appetizer when you're about to eat turkey, correct? But corn sounds perfect. Corn it's oh, harvest, pepper jack cheese, cream cheese, it pepper looks jack incredible.
1: cheese. I don't care that she doesn't want to make it, but when she said I can't make it because then people would like mine more, I'm like, are you are you saying like let's bring a couple? Why don't of good you just appetizers. say you take all
0: the cre- I'll make it. You take all the credit, and let's let's end it right there. That's a good idea.
1: Well, she already bought the you know the Lipton powder. Which is, I, mean, it's not I think the,
0: you can still take that back. I think so too.
1: Refund, change, maybe you know. I mean, how much does that cost nowadays? Dollar She, wants, she <laughs> says in the chat, "Stop trying to steal my thunder." I, I, just want to have the best appetizers available. This is insane. We actually got in an argument. Thanksgiving's an important meal. It is, and I think if we showed up with this,
0: we as a family, the Woods I, family, would be the hit. Of I'm the I'm not party. saying I don't like powdered French onion dip. Anything sour cream based is is usually a winner in my book.
1: But this corn dip is intriguing and exciting uh, to it's, me. It's it has me so. It's all I've been thinking about since I saw the video of it, and I said we can save the onion dip for another time. We'll watch football on Black Friday, and we'll make the onion dip at home, and then we have uh, then we have an appetizer that's better. When I was showing
0: up, the the appetizer was always crudite, which was you know what crudite is, right? Nope, it's you know? the little bread. No, it's uh, oh. <laughs> it's a little vegetables like celery pieces. I grew up in Texas. If you say crudite, tomatoes. you'll get
1: shot. Somebody will shoot you for even suggesting. Call that a uh, raw, veggie platter. Raw
0: veggies, and then you can dip them in like a sour cream based or ranch based. Type Isn't that just dip.
1: a veggie platter?
0: Yeah, but the the French and but you're not appropriate French. name is crudite.
1: I thought crudite was some sort of little firm nope. bread. No nope. veggie. veggie. What am I yet? thinking of?
0: You're thinking of uh, croutons.
1: Croutons. It's <laughs> what you're thinking. Close. of. So the guy so in the so chat salad. Me, He says in the chat, "Why don't you make it?" Woods. I just said I offered to make it. She doesn't want her dip to be subpar to my corn dip. That's why I won't make it. I offered to do it. I will do it. But I, I mean,
0: th- she's right. I feel like unless you messed up the corn dip badly, right, it's going to outshine. You know, your and sour cream with powder mixed in.
1: Maybe I'll make it for you guys I mean, and bring it in tomorrow, and we feast on Ooh, it. Ooh, I like that. That's part. not a bad idea. I'm not going to say no. Huh? Yeah, it looks incredible. It. Re- I mean, if you see the, the recipe for it, Pauly, it looks unbelievable. So, listen, happy wife, happy life. Yes, that's a, a bit. But- and, by the way, next time you bring God, veggie
0: tray go. to a party, call it Crudite. Absolutely not. Will absolutely you not. will immediately look like you have gone <laughs> to more trouble and spent more and got put more thought into your entire appetizer because no, i'll say by this. calling it if, crudite. I,
1: if i walk into a party and there's that veggie tray that i call a veggie tray i don't call it crudite it's the last thing i go for
0: it's like the what's the rank you so there's the carrot sticks the celery celery one the cucumber the, the tomatoes raw broccoli to me is absolutely last place yeah, I, I like I, I like, like cucumber. I yeah. cannot stand raw raw broccoli. Is like my least favorite
1: thing. I would just stick with the carrots. Excuse probably. me. I love cucumber. Little cucumber pieces are really good. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But I go with the <coughs> I go with the celery and the carrot first, and then that's pretty much all I do. But if I walk in and that's there, and there'll be one because there always is. Why? Because it's a fifteen dollar <laughs> easy give up, throw it down, and walk away. But I it doesn't excite me. Not like a, a corn dip would. Maybe. Street corn. It looks so good, man. How is the smoking? How do you smoke it? Do you it's have to... the 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 um the pepper good. jack cheese and you put it like in a in a oven, in a oven and then stir it all up. You don't up. have to actually cook it like on a green egg, no but like smoke
0: it. No, it looks okay. so, so good.
1: I'll, maybe I'll just make it for sounds you. It sounds high calorie, which is what Thanksgiving to
0: me is all about. It does. Matt loves raw broccoli and raw cauliflower. That's it's crazy. Serial killer. <laughs> But um yeah I think I think Thanksgiving is for indulging in high
1: calorie you know what foods. I'm just going to let her make the onion dip that it's fine and we can save this maybe we'll make it sometime, but I don't really have time today to go and make dips for you guys uh but i I did it looks great and I don't I was like I don't want to argue about this and and if you don't want your thunder stolen then make a better make a better dip I think are people going to go for the French onion they will Yes, they
0: sure, will. They will. I, I mean, I would. If I saw ruffles and French onion I'm dip, I'm not passing right. it by. That's fair. But if I had to choose, go, you can only try the corn dip, or you can go with the safe <laughs> French onion dip. I'm going to have to try <laughs> Dude, the smoked corn it's, it's
1: such a no-brainer. So this is what I have Street to look forward to. i so hungry now. I know. I'm s- I want that corn dip. I want it so bad uh, right now. As much as I want. Uh, a manager to be named for the San Diego Padres today.
0: Uh, two weeks from today is the start of the winter meetings in Nashville. That's the next main thing on the calendar. Even baseball kind of takes a little break over the Thanksgiving you know weekend. I doubt we'll see any major signings, major business done this weekend. So... If the Padres don't name a manager again, I don't think that they're falling behind. They they have to get it done obviously by the winter meetings and have someone in place, but I'm not going to panic if it's not done today or tomorrow. Because nothing's going to happen, you know, Thursday through Sunday.
1: Everyone's with their families. Why are we the last team to pick a manager? Is that that's really what it boils down to? That's really what it boils down well, to. Well,
0: they were the last do you have a any... second to last team to need a manager because unlike the other teams that have mostly hired a manager other than the Brewers, they th- they had a manager when the season ended. And they had a manager for what? 2 weeks, week and a half after the season ended, and then then Bob Melvin left. So they started the process a couple of weeks later than the teams that fired their manager, you know, the last weekend of the season or the first day of the off season, They started the process of hiring a new manager. So, of course, the Padres are going to be a little behind everybody else in the hiring. If you're going to go through your due diligence and you really want to, you know, give everybody a fair shot, which I absolutely think you should. You shouldn't just rush to a judgment. You're going to be the last one. I mean, the Brewers surprised me how quickly they just went with Pat Murphy. Like, all right, well, he's here. And, I mean, that's how you end up with Brady Hoke as your head coach. Well, you know. Know here. Well. He's, we know him well. Let's just uh, let's just go with him. He's but, you know, two of the. Rep- well, they're also a
1: team that's cutting massive payroll. They're a re- they're in rebuild mode. So who cares who the manager? We're allegedly supposed to continue to f- uh, compete for a World Series championship every year. That's what is, we were told.
3: They, they got four guys that have widely been reported as the four finalists. I, I, two of which you've known for years. I'll They've tell been you their system.
0: I'll tell you what. I would have been much more upset. If the Padres had hired Mike Schilt after three days,
3: then I am. I wouldn't have
0: cared. No, I I would have thought, did you not give anyone a chance? Did you not at least talk to some other people, find out what's out there? I'm glad that they have gone out and talked to Benji Heal and Phil Nevin and Carlos Mendoza and seen what's out there. Because in the end, you feel like, all right, when they make the decision, it will be for at least some sort of. You know reasons that they've put together, and not simply because, hey, you know I know Mike Schilt, we get along okay. He's been here for a couple of years. Nando likes him. Let's just 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 hire him before you know. Let's just get it done. That to me, you maybe Woods won't complain that we've waited too long to hire a manager. Let's just get it done, and then no one's going to talk about us anymore. You want them to go through the process, do their due diligence. If it takes a few days longer, if they have some. You know, T's to cross, I's to dot. You want to make sure you get this right. You've gotten
1: too many managers not right. Okay. So thank you for bringing that up. Any consternation or worry on your end that this is a a process that's just being overthought at this point? Yeah, maybe. That's that's always the
0: opposite worry, that you are now... Unsure. I'm sure it's difficult. I'm sure Phil Nevin... Has his pros, you know, and reasons why you might want to hire him. I'm sure Benji Hill has many reasons you'd want to hire him. We know that Mike Schilt and and Ryan Flaherty they come with built in reasons why they'd be good hires. There's no, there's never going to be though like the definitive answer. As much as the pre, in the press conference, I'm sure AJ will say, "Oh yeah, I knew that this was the guy. This is that." <laughs> I guarantee you that whoever gets to pick is probably going to be three percent more, you know, attractive than the other guys. You can't set yourself that far apart from everybody else without managing a game, without getting into your you know your own team's dugout, without working but with those team players. If that's
1: the case, players, then just make a hire for the love of
0: God. I'm sure there's
1: <laughs> consternation. I'm sure it's a tough I, call. I'm going on vocal rest until they hire a manager, so I'm just going to sit here. What is silent. that called? A silent? Uh, well, no, not the silent treatment. The uh, the um, what am I looking for here? Sit in? What are you No, doing? like a hunger strike, but with my mouth. <laughs> vocal strike. I'm going on vocal strike so i'll join you yeah go ahead, <laughs> he's like this is yes. my nightmare As time know, this, is a dream. Dream. this is your dream are you fill kidding
0: 22 seconds with traffic with kelly danik <laughs> and then we'll be back with two striking members of ben and woods how
1: long can we do it <laughs> that's what i want to know on 97 silent protest yes silent protest <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Ben Higgins Show on 97.3 The Fan. I am your host, Ben Higgins. I am sitting next to two people who are now in silent protest until the Padres hire a manager. While they silently protest, I will remind you that we are less than an hour away now from our 9.15 reveal of this morning's. Biggest fan, if you hear your name called at 915, you will have 10 minutes to call us back to qualify for our grand prize night in the Odyssey Suite at a 2024 Padres game with friends, family, and 97.3 The Fan's hosts. Biggest Fan Contest is presented by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. Speaking of the Seals, I saw that they have, a I think, an Amazon Prime show that I was not aware of that is dropping this week chronicling like behind the scenes i'm assuming this was shot last season from the seals i see a sign from one of the protesters next to me saying yes i am dying to know if that same protester is going to make any appearances on the amazon prime seals documentary i can't see how i mean that they could avoid it he says he doesn't know if there's going to be any appearances, but uh, I know the uh, the teaser had uh, Brody Merrill and dropping the gloves, fighting, and you know get some good had some good cameras. Were they these cameras? Were they like all season? You saw them all season last year, fascinating. So I guess that this is uh, like a multi part series. They're going to follow it like some three part series on the San Diego Seals that's dropping on uh, on Amazon Prime coming up this weekend. So looking forward to that. All right, I have decided, since I am not protesting, and I'm telling the Padres, go ahead, take your sweet time. Don't name a manager before you're ready to name a manager. I'm going to counter-protest the silent protest with what I'm calling my basketball protest. (laughs) And until I can get Woods and Paul to start talking again, I will be talking basketball here on Ben and Woods. And tonight, I think you have the most interesting basketball game of the season so far in the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers, who are the only team that is currently 3-0 and in the NBA in-season tournament, taking on the Utah Jazz, who are 2-1 and and right behind them in Group A. A win by the Lakers would make them the first team to advance to the quarterfinals. Did you know? of the NBA in-season tournament at 4 and 0. Even though the Lakers have kind of gotten off to a mediocre start. Jazz are even worse. They're 4 and 9 on the regular season, but 2 and 1 in the in-season tournament. Now, you're probably wondering what happens if the Lakers lose that game and fall to 3 and 1. Well, I'm glad you asked, silent protesters, because even if they lose at 3 and 1, their point differential, which is uh plus 14 per game in the NBA in-season tournament games, that's the first tiebreaker. So as long as the Lakers don't get absolutely bodied by the Jazz tonight, there's a good chance they could still advance as the wild card participant out of the Western Conference. So the Lakers and LeBron James, an excellent position to be one of the eight teams moving on in the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, it's their final game tonight. Uh, there will be some more games on Friday as well. Uh, this whole experiment, I think, very interesting because you've actually added some intrigue to some of these games in November and December that that no one really usually cares that much about uh, in the NBA. Also watched some college basketball yesterday. Had the Maui Invitational that uh, tipped off, but of course they're not playing in Lahaina, sadly, uh, You know, remember it all burned down in the wildfires, but they did move it to Honolulu. They're playing it at the University of Hawaii at the Stan Sheriff Center. Really good field, as always, and he had a huge game yesterday. Number two, Purdue. Took out number 11 Gonzaga in a first round matchup. Uh, Gonzaga looked good in the first half, but then Purdue with their player of the year, Zach Eady, took control in the second half for a 73-63 win, uh, to advance to the semifinals of the Maui Invitational. Of course, the Aztecs will play at Gonzaga on December 29th in another huge non-conference game for San Diego State. Am I, am I cutting through it all with my protest? At all? Can I get either of you to break here? From your silent protest to the San Diego Padres, because I've got more basketball news.
1: I, I just run. I can't through do it anymore. I That's it. Could. I give. <laughs> I'm just pouring sweat. People are like, I'm literally tuning to, to another. I'm like, now I'm damaging my own brand here by letting him go. Damn it, Ben! I can't do it, man. Damn it! That, you know how we do breaking, Ben? This is breaking woods. I mean, I am pouring I knew sweat. sweat Last right year, on that one. I knew I could outlast <laughs> yeah, that you. Was, that was really good, though. It was really, really good. <laughs> Holy cow! Silent protesting, as it turns out, very difficult to do when you're a radio. I think the host. hardest
0: protest would be
1: obviously hunger the, strike. Yes! the Are you hunger strike. the hunger strike. I could stand to go for Bull a Gandhi uh, not eating thing. I could stand to go for one of those. The fasting is a, a thing. What it's... would
3: be more difficult, not eating or listening to, to sit that and listen to basketball time?
1: <laughs> well, that's tough. And there are people, you know, people. Some people were excited about it. Very, very few. Very few. Very yeah, few. I figured. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> a couple of guys. I am, I am curious
0: about that Lakers-Jazz game tonight, just because it's uh, that new in tournament, in season tournament thing. But no. All right. Thank you for breaking great. your Whew. your silence, because we do. Pa- I mean, Padres, we are begging. I guess you my begging. worry was that if they didn't name it this week, that we'd go into next week with you still not talking, and we have you know an hour and a half left today, oh four hours tomorrow. Who knows, you know, Monday morning how long we'd have to go with you guys being quiet the
1: entire time. That'd be tough, man. Uh silent treatment at home is is pretty easy. I can do that at home. <laughs> when you guys argue with your wives, do you ever do do you ever get the silent treatment or give it? When we fight, that's a that's a thing. We'll go We'll not, go not like
3: full on silent. Treatment.
1: We'll go like a solid like twelve hours without oh, wow. uttering a word. <laughs> just move along. I, our I wouldn't say anyone's ever actually both like, in
3: the house still. Oh
1: yeah, mm-hmm. full on like like I know it's bath time, so I'm just going to go do bath time, put them down, <laughs> and then pass each other in the hallways as we're it's, saying goodbye. It's not, to the, not kids. the silent
0: treatment, but I'd rather be yelled at for doing something than have the person be so upset that, that they, they can't even speak.
3: speak. I'll go into the other room for. An hour. Like a cool-down? Yeah, but cool-down period. Got to talk after that. Can't do it.
0: We're <laughs> like, both very like if, stubborn. I, if if Shelly's mad, I want to be like, Tel, please tell me what, what it is. How can I make it better? What's going on? And she's like so mad she can't even talk. That's what spins me out. Like That's when you even Now I don't even know what I did. Now I don't even know what I did wrong. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. What have
1: you ever done wrong? You'd be surprised. <laughs> no, the uh, I'm can, not the greatest husband <laughs> in the world. We can go 12 hours. Like easily without saying. And then usually the next morning, it's like, sorry, sorry. And then you move on with your day. Could have done that 11 and a half hours ago, though. But they don't do that.
0: Yeah, I like everything. I I like peace to reign supreme everywhere. Here, there, everywhere. Talk uh, Hornet Celtics from last night. He's been waiting all morning, he said. (laughs) Well, Jason Tatum had a huge first half. Did you see what he did in the first half? But then uh, the Hornets came no, back in the I second half. Oh, sorry. Basketball <laughs> protest is over. I don't need to talk anymore. Hoops. We can, uh, we can I, move on knew, from that. He knew
3: exactly what he was oh, doing. He knew. He had it queued up. Somebody dude. in the chat, uh, forgive me, I haven't scrolled up to find it somebody said uh ben just mentioned that colorado is the centennial state that'll get woods That's right. oh, that got immediately me. that would have got me <laughs> had a uh, tweet in earlier if you
1: missed the open you should go back and listen but uh had a our boy tweeted in he said i lived in denver for five years woods is absolutely right
0: okay, thank you one person one is in your favor
3: yeah. five other people that live in denver like, i'm, it's I'm not denying never. that a
0: few people have commented on how sunny it is in colorado and say oh, this would be a better sunshine state than florida but Florida is the, I'm not going back down this road. Yeah, anymore. they both are. You have both different
1: that you can have Is California nicknames? also the sunshine state? Potentially. Potentially. Is Arizona the sunshine state? Potentially, but Nevada, no, how no, about that? Nobody has
3: more New sunshine. New Mexico,
1: a lot of sunshine there. Not more than Colorado. 300 days a year, my friend, hence the nickname, the sunshine state.
0: It's
3: like Butte, Montana. They have beans there. They're bean town. Just like Boston.
0: Yeah. Sure. I've heard I've, I've heard they have excellent beans in Butte. Butte's <laughs> beans are better beans. Why don't you go to break <laughs> Let's go to break. We'll be back. Ben and Woods continuing next on 97.3 Fan.
2: The top. The shaking.
0: Padres fans, if you are, uh, I saw this, and this is not a this is not a requested sponsored read of any sort. But I believe today is today is the twenty first, right? Today is the day that their uh, holiday ticket pre-sale is getting underway now through December fourth. Is uh, they usually don't put single game tickets on sale until after the new year, after all the you know everything, all the season ticket stuff has been kind of settled. But they wanted to, if people want to buy like tickets as holiday presents for Under the Tree or for Hanukkah, and you, you don't want to wait until January. Hey, I'll buy you tickets for next year. That's not a fun present. They've actually made some single-game tickets available for the next couple of weeks. If you want to buy, like, one game, like four-pack of tickets for someone and give them as a present, they have the holiday presale sale uh, going on. You can check it out, I think, at Padres.com, the normal ticket uh, to places to get your Padres tickets. Pretty but, good
1: idea. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good idea. You always find yourself, you know, kind of scrounging uh, at the last minute. Hannah will do that a lot. Be like, "Oh, we should take the kids this weekend," you know. And and the way that it's been the last couple of years. A lot harder to get tickets than yeah. it was. I find myself uh, walking uh, around Gallagher Square more than really I ever intended to with my kids because it's hard to keep them in the seat and everything else. But, uh, no, it's a really, really good gift idea. Pick out a couple games you like.
3: Even if it's just a piece of paper that you're presenting on Christmas, yeah. it looks better with the actual ticket yeah, and the, ticket. the number. You yeah. know, the seat number and everything rather than, uh, I promise, get, I, get I will, will be getting yeah. you tickets <laughs> in February. They're already, already purchased. (laughs) got them
0: we can send them to your app right now Uh, now a cynic might say maybe even though they're saying hey we still got the season ticket waiting list and everything that they're not quite as confident in their ticket selling abilities for 2024 as they were in 2023 just uh you know based on what happened last season and missing the playoffs so i I they're they're jump they're j- jump starting their their early ticket sales a little bit as well in conjunction with the holiday season. I, I mean, it's have just they good, not it's done this before? I, they have done it in the past. I don't know if they did it last year because they were already at the waiting list point. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they. I can't remember if they did it last year, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense for everybody. I know there's people out there who will definitely love getting Padres tickets, uh, you know, as a holiday present, and you can do that. I believe today. Through December fourth, uh, it is now available for
1: their holiday ticket presale. Text uh, Group Dog and say, "Hey, you get that manager hired? Maybe your boy whips his credit card out and buys uh, four tickets, eight tickets to a game next year for the threaten family. him, I'll threaten him with it. Yeah. that should go over really well. Maybe you can threaten him with silence, like we do <laughs> everyone else." <laughs> I'm sure he would appreciate my silence he very much. He probably
0: would never interrupt that, never, that protest. Just never go ahead would be like, good,
1: keep your just, mouth shut. Continue <laughs> exactly
0: weeks, what I've been months. Running. Can we get it all the way through next season? What's a silent protest? Just- no, it's
1: funny because if you, what do you... Stand up for a sec, Polly. Okay, yep. polly has got a nice jacket on. Ben's got a collared shirt on. I've got a collared shirt hanging in the car. Oh, I... Yeah. And the reason for that... We've got to be on call. ...was that we thought... I thought today in about... Two hours, we would get out of here and and head down to Petco. But I don't – what's the turn – you're a seasoned media professional. What's the turnaround time if the announcement, let's say, comes down in 20 minutes at 9 a.m.? What's the
3: latest a press conference would be during the day?
1: How many hours after an announcement? It's hard to say. I mean, if the news
0: is big enough for something, I mean –
3: Manager you know, hiring we'll, is
0: big enough. We can get down to Petco Park in 15 minutes if we had to. Sure. If Petco Park was on fire, we can
1: get crew <laughs> down there. They needed us to be yeah, there. We would uh, be the last people. I mean, but
0: I'm just saying, if, if Channel 10 needed to cover an emergency story at Petco Park, we can mobilize, get down there in probably 15 minutes. We're We're the closest television station down there. Others are a little bit further away. But, like, for a press conference-type scenario, I feel like you need to give us at least, you know, Two to three hours minimum, probably five or six if it's same day, and preferably send out a release the day before so you can start because most of the planning is started done at the end of the day or at the very beginning of the day of what crews are going to be assigned. Where if you call it too soon, you're going to have a couple of stations where are like, "I can't we make caught it. a short handed, we got a crew I mean, out of right Network
3: now. No, they got to interrupt eight men out, yeah. or whatever the hell they're airing these days. Ken <laughs> <Can burns>
0: baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so there does have to be some major league. There, again, there has to be kind of a few hours of a lead time for a news conference so it does feel like we've um we may have
1: overdressed Did you another. didn't hear it yesterday you weren't listening i was going to tell it. i was going to bring it up go ahead so
0: this dude he, we were talking about the press conference you so know excited for the story situation and you know woods doesn't go to a lot of these I and don't. when he he is there or even on zoom he is silently watching. So are you, like by the, the way. rest of us. But yes. I have gotten up and I have asked questions in actual press conferences. I've
1: been with you five years. I've never seen it once.
0: Oh, the last yeah, press you know.
3: conference I remember going. I think it was Jay Stigers and Ben wouldn't sit with us. Yes, that's right. He sat with. But them. I
1: got Woods's
0: commitment that if uh, the Padres did have that manager press conference, he will get up and ask a question. He said he told me I had to. He has okay. to get up like and that. ask an actual question. It was with uh, when we did. Don't do this. And I had the do-do this, the Georgetown coach, encouraging people. Hey, ask good, tough questions. That's <laughs> the, what this is all about. The
1: bile in my throat has been rising for since he said it. And I said, yeah, I'll ask a question. But I you have an
0: idea of what you're going to ask. I do. Already. I yeah. do.
1: I mean, I think it's also manager-dependent. Well, yeah. you know, It's manager-dependent.
0: So, Phil Nevin, tell me about growing up in Tijuana and going to Castle Park <laughs> no, High that School. Been, That's why you see, it has to be right, manager-dependent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, you <laughs> it, can't ask that
1: question of Phil Nevin. Correct. You could only ask it of Benji Heal. I'm sweating thinking about it. Now I'm hoping they push it off till Thanksgiving so I don't have he's to. He's just go.
0: worried of he's worried about humiliating himself. Of course. And Ben and, talking about it makes me more and apt I, to And I will say,
3: oh, you got to start that relationship You know, off on the you know right how place. many
0: fears I'll you, do
1: it the next day on the end. You know
0: how many unjustified fears we have in life. Like you worry about something forever and I then don't... you realize in the end it wasn't that big of a deal. It was not that bad. I will tell you. I don't like doing it on a dare. That the potential humiliation <laughs> of asking a bad question at a news conference—it's not an unjustified fear. It's an actual fear. Yeah, you will be, it
1: gets you and will be tweeted. You will be ridiculed.
0: And, yeah, and
3: humiliated
0: if you ask well, a stupid
3: question. Unfortunately for Woods,
0: at a news conference,
3: <laughs> Craig Huner, PR guy for the San Diego Padres. Usually, the one directing the questions. All right, let's go to, you know, Ben. You're not going to be Channel 10. I know that. But now he knows to keep Woods on the radar.
0: Yeah, you've got to call on. Yeah, Craig, if you're listening, please. Call on Woods at some point. You don't have to call on before like Dennis Lynn or anyone. Go with the regulars, AJ Casavel. AC's
1: gonna get called first. He's gonna ask four questions and one of them is gonna be mine and I'm gonna have to That's a that's as that is a risk. You have well. to
3: stand up. You wanna go early yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think you're do. you to stand up. Your
0: identify yourself. Steven Woods, 97.3, three. Steve the fan. Woods,
3: ninety-four 9, I mean, 973. Kind of a show waves
0: so they know where you're, where to look. Like, hey, I'm over here on the left side. Just Ben. Do you say Ben from Channel Ten
3: or Channel Ten Channel, and Ben and Woods? 10. No, or? he
0: says Channel
1: Ten. It's on his. I looked at his Twitter feed the other day. It's first.
0: I haven't really changed anything in a while. Yeah. Um, the Jace
3: Tingler press conference. Now, he literally sat with our radio competition instead of us.
0: Yeah, he did. Now you don't have to. Hey, ask here we go.
3: Breaking news.
1: Oh wow. Done? Dennis Lynn, breaking the story. Padres' plan to announce Mike Schilt as their new manager today. Sources tell The Athletic. Okay,
3: Kevin, Kevin Acey, the Padres, have well. chosen a manager. All right, Mike here we Schilt. go. It's on. Story you, you wanted
0: it. So it's the guy that we said we thought was uh, 90% sure we were going to have as the manager. <laughs> yeah.
3: As Two and I spe- a
1: half, three weeks ago. As I speculated. Jeff
3: Passon, <laughs> San Diego Padres are hiring Mike Shields as their new manager. Okay. Schultz okay. 55, has been a senior advisor with the team and was 252 and 199 as manager of the Cardinals. He takes over for Bob Melvin, who left to manage the Giants this winter. All right. All go.
0: right, you just heard it. Here, we got the breaking news on 97.3 The start Fan. start planning your question. Breaking news. You Now, you don't have to ask a question of Mike Schilt. You can ask a question of A.J. Preller as well. Remember, he'll be up there at the podium also usually uh, for these news conferences, and it sounds like it will be today at some point. Uh Let's take a check of traffic. We're not going anywhere. We will react to the news. Mike Schilt, new manager of the San Diego Padres momentarily here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, reacting, and our phone lines are open, 833-288-0973. The Padres going with the known commodity, Mike Schilt, uh, who was hired as a senior advisor to player development and the major leagues by A.J. Preller after he was uh, fired by the St. Louis Cardinals at the end of the 2021 season. And he's been in the organization, worked closely with Fernando Tatis Jr. during his suspension and rehab uh, they developed a close relationship. He has worked with Padres in the minor leagues, in the development side, uh, and then he's also served inside the dugout for the Padres uh, as a, a temporary third-base coach, uh, temporary bench coach when needed. Uh, was he even interim manager for a game or two, or did he never actually? I, I don't know. I can't remember if they ever gave him the actual reins for a game or two, but someone who has been around the organization for the last couple of seasons Spent three-plus years as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Took the Cardinals to the playoffs in all three of his full seasons as manager. Was named the manager of the year in the National League in 2019 as well. Uh, How the
1: hell did you have his bio up so quick? <laughs> that was very, very professional. I was expecting uh, some sort of
0: news <laughs> one way or the other on a new Padres manager. So, wow. uh, yeah, he was uh, born in Charlotte, North Carolina, Woods, and uh, played high school baseball at Olympic high school uh, went to the University of North Carolina Asheville he's a bulldog Uh, he was a coach at West Charlotte high school uh, started his coaching career then went to UNC Charlotte was a college coach for a while uh, and then uh, got into a long time St. Louis Cardinals working his way up through the organization until he became the manager there in 2018 I believe and then one manager of the year in 2019.
1: Yeah, I mean he uh, he had his chance and then went and did what he needed to do to get back in the door and now he is the skipper of your San Diego Padres uh, again. We've been saying it for weeks. That's who we thought it was going to be. Certainly intrigued by some other candidates. Um, overall, kind of feelings. How how do you feel as as a Padre fan today with Mike Schilt at the helm? I feel I feel okay
0: about it. I mean I've kind of mentally prepared myself for yeah. a while, which is probably. <laughs> My reaction right now of Mike Schilt, uh, I definitely would have, I'd have more trepidation. Had they hired uh, a Benji Heel or a Phil Nevin, probably would have a little more Ryan Fleury. excitement. If it was one of those guys, but I'd also have a lot more trepidation. Like I, you know, could this go really badly wrong? I feel like Mike Schilt is the safest choice that they could have made at this point for hiring a new manager. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Sometimes safe is bad. Sometimes safe is really smart. And, you know, you avoid making a huge mistake by making the safe choice as well. It's not like he not like he didn't do some good things as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah, for sure. I man. mean and I think
1: he know he knows the game, he knows baseball and I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't know anything about What the guys, uh, except for, you know, we've heard uh, a lot about the relationship of of him and Fernando Tatis Jr., which I think is very important. Um, I don't know how the other guys feel about him. I don't know if they have any feeling uh, about him at all. Um, But I know that that we need some stability in this organization, ASAP. And I think he brings a little bit of that uh, to the table because he's been here. He knows how A.J. works. He knows how A.J. thinks. He knows how A.J. ticks. And I said weeks ago... That is a very important prerequisite for being the manager of the San Diego Padres. If you're a new guy coming in from a new organization with new ideas, we just saw how that worked out. It didn't. So I'm here for it. I, you know, I said it too. No matter who it is, they deserve a fair shake. I'm excited to see what he can do on a
0: surface fan level, which is basically all we can we can evaluate at this point. I was certainly curious when the Cardinals let him go. Uh, it, everybody was. Everyone I remember, was. We were on
1: the air at the time. What's we remember go- talking about what's going, Wait, going what on what here. But
0: then it's the Cardinals, and you're going. That's a well-run organization. They if know they, what they're doing. If they think Mike Schilt isn't the right guy, then what's wrong? Must be something wrong that we don't know about Mike Schilt because the results have been really good. And most teams don't get rid of a manager after reading really good results. Now, had Ollie Marmol come in and just killed it and yeah, like world on fire, and you go well, and maybe Mike Schilt was holding the Cardinals back, but he hasn't. It's not th- at which all. Which has kind of gone. Maybe the Cardinals didn't realize what they had with Mike Schilt, and the Padres have have really lucked into a really good manager here who happened to be in the organization. Not just right place, right time, but, um, you know, this is a chance to show for Mike Schilt as well. It's always a great motivation to prove someone else wrong, to show, hey, Cardinals, you had me. You made a stupid mistake in letting me go, and now we're going to go and have a nice run of success here with the San Diego Padres as well. Never had a losing season, has only known winning in his big league managerial career. There's certainly that upside that you can talk about with Mike Schilt right now. Uh, No updates
1: on what the staff is going to look like Uh, as of yet. We're like four minutes into this thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, yeah, I know. (laughs) But like maybe that's the question I ask him. Well,
0: today. I mean we'll find we'll find out. I mean I'm I re- guessing
1: that one goes quickly. <laughs> I really want to ask him uh, what his theory on bunting is, but I feel like that would be not good. And he's from the Cardinals organization, so I, I'm assuming he probably likes it. That's just a guess. Did Katie Wu tell us he's a? You know Katie Wu told us when we, t- we had her on a couple weeks ago to talk about Mike Schilt. He's a big fundamentals guy, which great. I'm 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 all for fundamentals. Don't get me wrong. I don't not like giving outs away. But I, I'm all for fundamentals.
0: Fundamentals and small
1: ball are different in Oh, my mind. massively. And small ball is different than bunting. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's an import, important uh, distinction to make. But Mike Schilt is our new skipper. I'm a, I've heard – you know what? I've talked to a couple of people in the organization that have said – and this is just a personal story of, of somebody I talked to. He said he actually is a the kind of guy that will walk up to me and give me, like, the – Hey, man, how's your family? You doing good? Like, he cares about people around him, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person also said, I feel like it took Bommel a while to kind of warm up to some certain people, and Schilt was not that way. Schilt is, is a pretty warm guy, has kind of a, a bit of a gruff exterior, I, I guess, uh, but it... it, it he seemingly is a really caring dude which you know, listen i don't know if it translates to wins or losses i'm just sharing you uh, sharing with you the anecdote that i got about him that he's a really really good dude so
0: we'll see yeah and you know it's it's possible if there were some real fundamental issues in st louis doesn't mean he hasn't learned you know it's and we've heard that he
1: has 100%
0: you know it, you get you tend to gain Experience get better as you go along in a job and you learn from your successes. You learn from your mistakes. And, uh, we'll see what, what is different about Mike Schilt as manager of the San Diego Padres. But hopefully the winning remains the same. 252, 199 is a really solid managerial record. I mean, I think it'd be go. It'd be the best managerial record of all time for the San Diego Padres <laughs> if he could just duplicate what he yeah. did with the St. Louis Cardinals in three seasons. So in, th- in that sense, yeah, I mean, you know, 55 years old, you know, a guy who's been around baseball a lot, but he's also not, you know, he's not pushing 70. He's not, you know, thinking about retirement. Like Bob Melvin came in and said, this is probably, you know, three years and I'm probably about it. Now it didn't turn out to be the case, but, you know, Mike Schultz is a guy who still has uh, some some good years left in him as
1: manager as well. So, I mean, I've, I've watched the video of <laughs> of him in the locker room that randy or rosarena surreptitiously uh filmed of him you know talking about how they're going to f guys up i loved it i love i love that so i'd like to see some of that from uh from mike shilt but um i'm excited about it in in the fact that it's over the manager search is over and now we ride i know you're probably
0: itching to get a Rondo report with Polly back but let's open the lines for yeah, pa- yeah, padres fans that. to react here we can push, push. that back Call in now. uh, Your reaction to Mike Schilt as the new manager of the San Diego Padres, 833-288-0973. We'll come back, take your calls. One more hour of Ben and Woods in the Mike Schilt era on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.